0: To you, but uh, thank you, Micah. We just uh, speak freely, my friend. Awesome, thank you. God bless you. Morning, guys. How are we all? We're all good. How's our week has been? Yeah, it sounds like only a quarter of us had a good week this week. What happened to the rest of us? Hey, all right, we all had a good week. That's good. Who's been enjoying this series on the Holy Spirit so far? Yeah? We all have been. Has anyone else been challenged in their relationship regarding the Holy Spirit? Yeah? We've all been challenged? I know for myself I tend to forget about the Holy Spirit and the Godhead sometimes. If you were to hear me pray or if you were to hear me speak to others, you hear me say a lot of Lord, Father, Son. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but I tend to forget at times that the Holy Spirit is relevant to me here now not for a later time or not for a time that i've come through but he's relevant to me now is he relevant to you yes this is good all right And all of the evidence that we have of the holy spirit we find from the books of exodus all the way through to the uh, from the book of genesis sorry all the way through to the book of revelation um In Acts chapter 2, we have radical evidence of the Holy Spirit as he fills the upper room that the disciples were waiting in. We have a radical encounter with the Holy Spirit there in that building when he comes as uh, pillars of fire and he rests upon the disciples. And when he rests upon the disciples, that church grows. It multiplies in a massive way. And sometimes that knowledge in my head, doesn't really get down into my heart so that I can live in a way that the Holy Spirit impacts me to minister to my community or to minister to my workplace or to minister to my friends or family. All right. Uh, The person of the Holy Spirit, while we are here on earth, he is the most relevant to us of the Godhead. Okay, God the Father created us. And that gives us our standing. We are sons and daughters of the living God. Jesus Christ came down to die for us so that we would be restored into relationship back with the Father. And the Holy Spirit is here for our purpose. He is here to help us to fulfill the purpose that we were created for. Amen? In our workplaces, in our schools, in our community. All right. If you were lucky enough to be with us last week, Pastor Rodney shared with us on how the Holy Spirit expressed himself in the form of water. Yeah? Anyone remember that? Holy Spirit water. With his first sermon a few weeks before, he was talking on the Holy Spirit in the form of wind. Okay, and the, the main verse that we used... Oh, sorry. Let me go back to water. One of the things that he said last week was, we need to be vessels that... The Holy Spirit fills with water of the Holy Spirit, and we need to be leaking the Holy Spirit onto everyone that we come into contact with. Anyone been leaking this week? Yeah, good, good. We need to be leaking. You need to be leaking so that you can be refilled, right? You want fresh water inside. You're not stagnant water. Sorry, the week before, uh, the week before was Dan Vogler, but the week. That we started the series on Pastor Rodney spoke on the Holy Spirit wind, and the verse that we that we that we focused on comes from John chapter three verse eight, and it reads, "The wind blows where it re- where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes." So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. This speaks to the Holy Spirit's guiding and leading of our lives. Therefore, we are vessels of God who are to be led to and fro by the the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, for, for me, it made sense that if water represents the filling of the vessel, wind represents the guiding and the leading of the vessel, then today as we look at Holy Spirit oil, it is the anointing of that vessel. It is the anointing of our lives as we are taken into a world that needs God's anointing. Amen? All right. I feel like I just need to pray right now. (laughs) All right, let's just pray real quick. Father, Lord, I pray that you would speak through me today. Holy Spirit, I pray for your presence in this house. It is here. It is tangible. It is unequivocally uh, evidence that you are here today. And we thank you for your presence here today. Lord, use me as a vessel to be the mouthpiece of you. Lord, that you would speak to your children in the way that you want to speak to them. Amen. Amen. All right. Looking into the Old Testament, specifically in Exodus, we find that the act of anointing or blessing someone was a common practice. It was happening all the time. Yeah, and when people were anointing in the times of Exodus, they were using what we would call the anointing oil. Yeah? Everyone aware of this? We see that the oil is mentioned as an offering of sacrifice in the temple. And we can also gather that read from reading Exodus that oil was something to be held in high regard in God's eyes. If you have your Bibles with you, you can turn to Exodus chapter 25, verses 3 to 7. And here we see that God is speaking to Moses of what is to be brought into the temple as an offering. It is here we find that amongst many things, oil is regarded very highly. All right, so when... God speaks to, uh yeah, God speaks to Moses, and he, he's talking to him about what can be accepted in the temple. He mentions things like gold, silver, bronze, precious threads, ram and goat leathers, and even all types of precious gemstones. All of these things that we, even we in today's society would deem precious. We' we'd deem them uh, what's the word for it? Valuable, yes. And along with these things, he also says, bring olive oil for lamps and oil to be used for anointing. Okay? The reason that oil was so important wasn't because it was so dear or expensive. That's not why oil was important. As a matter of fact, oil in this day was a staple of those times that people were living in. The Oil was important not because of how much it cost, but but what, be, but because of what it resem. Sorry, let me tell you that again. But because of what, it was used for in the temple. In Exodus chapter thirty, a little later on, we read that God is outlining to Moses ingredients and the sort of like a recipe for this anointing oil that was to be used in the temple. Okay. And after he gives Moses these instructions, in chapter, sorry, Exodus chapter 30, verse 25 to 29, he says this. Make these into a sacred anointing oil, a fragrant blend, the work of a perfumer. It will be the sacred anointing oil. Then use it to anoint the tent of meeting, the ark of the covenant, the table and all its articles, the lampstand and its accessories, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering, and all its utensils, and the basin with its stand, you shall consecrate them so that they will be most holy, and whatever touches them will be holy. Seems pretty slimy and sticky to be a, <laughs> to be a priest in those days, doesn't it? You got oil covering everything you got to use, and you got oil covering you as well. So. Hopefully getting on to where I'm going with this. Let's jump into the New Testament. Acts chapter 10, verse 37 to 38. Here we find Peter talking about Jesus. Jesus Jesus evangelizing life and the miracles that he performed. So in Acts chapter 10, verse 37 to 38, Peter says, You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee, After the baptism that that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. Notice that Jesus, Son of God, one with God, the same Jesus who rose from the dead, was first anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit before he would go out healing all who are under the power of the devil. I put it to us today, if we're going to go out and evangelize and minister into our our community, if Jesus thought it necessary to be empowered by the Holy Spirit before he would go into ministry, why not we? If anything, we more so need this anointing of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We lack a lot more than Jesus ever did. He was the perfect man, the perfect machine. Amen? Let's let's just, uh, I just want to give an example so it maybe sticks with us a bit better throughout the week. We'll take a car, for example. There's an exotic car parked, up, parked out in the parking lot. That's yours, is it? It'll take me for a lift. Give me a lift home after this. What kind of car is it? someone. It's a Maserati. What color is it? It's red. Of course it's red. I've actually got it written down. It's red. (laughs) Of course it's going to be red, okay? So if there's an exotic car parked at the front, you can see it right there. Yep, that's Rodney's usual spot. As for what type, I'll leave that up to you, but let's say the body of the car is beautiful in every way. It's a Maserati. Come on. It's a beautiful car. It's Italian. Of course. The wiring is all in place. The mechanics of the car are perfect. The interior is plush and luxurious. The engine is immaculately engineered and tuned to a T. Best of all, it has that new car smell. Everyone loves that new car smell. Yeah? The only thing missing from this beautifully produced and manufactured car is engine oil. One thing. Do you drive it? No? I mean, you could probably start it. You probably get it out the driveway. You might even get it around the roundabout. You might make it around the next roundabout. You could probably get down to the showground up there. But an engine without oil starts to overheat. And I don't care how good a radiator or a water pump you've got in your car, no, no amount of cooling agent is going to stop a car with that oil from overheating. But the thing is, while you're parked and broken down in front of Danny's store there, your car still looks beautiful. It still looks amazing, doesn't it? It's still shiny. It's just as red as it was out here. It's just just as polished. The inside, if you open it up, it still looks beautiful. still good to sit in. It might even still have that new car smell. A little bit smoky, but... It still have that new car smell, right? But when it breaks down, that car is absolutely useless, and it is unable to fulfill what it's been created to do. Guys, this is like our lives. Our lives are created in a very similar way, but even more advanced than any Maserati you'll ever see. We were purposely built machines. You see, God saw a need in your workplace. He saw a need and a purpose in your school. Or He saw a need and a purpose within your local council, within your government, within your business, within this state, within this country. That He created you to fulfill. And you have that potential within you. Amen. Do we believe this? Okay. Trying to live a life fulfilling God's purpose without the anointing of the Holy Spirit is like trying to drive a Maserati without oil. You'll look good on the outside. We can look the part, we can use the Christian ease, language that we're so used to. We can be in the right places. We can be with the right people. But without the anointing of the Holy Spirit, we're wreaking havoc and we're damaging the inner man that we we have inside of us. We're damaging the soul that needs the anointing of the Holy Spirit. God's purposed us for life full of peace, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's the type of life that God's called us to. But a life without the anointing of the Holy Spirit quickly can deteriorate. Allowing the enemy to take pick of these fruits from our lives. And guys, we don't want to give the enemy any ground. You don't want to give the enemy your joy. You don't want to give the enemy your peace. That's sacred to you. That's something God has blessed you with. Amen? You see, just as the instruments in the temple were required to be anointed with anointing oil, you and I need, and I repeat, we need the anointing of the Holy Spirit to fulfill the purposes that God has created us for. We need it. We can't do without it. You see, historically, oil, olive oil in particular, was still, and even today, continues to be an important part of everyday life for Israelites and people around the world. How many of you have a bottle of olive oil in your kitchen somewhere yeah how many of you have a can of coffee coffee beans somewhere in your house there's actually less hands up for coffee and the coffee the coffee lovers are like what's wrong with these people <laughs> you see everybody has olive oil yeah it's so common we all use it you see This same fact is true internationally. Everyone uses olive oil. If you were to look into the into history and the context that uh, Exodus is written in, you'll find that oil was used for nearly like everything. Like everything, it was used for kicking or kicking. It was used for cooking. (laughs) I suppose you could use it for kicking (laughs) if you wanted to. (laughs) It was used for cooking. It was used to moisturize one's skin. Has anyone used lotions or oils? Yep. It was used even to treat wounds in the time. But you see, that same oil, when it was used to anoint, it sanctified priests. It even anointed it anointed and it appointed kings. Samuel used the oil to anoint Saul. He used the same oil to anoint David. Zadok used the same oil to anoint uh, Solomon. The list goes on. People anointed with oil. The anointing oil wasn't something to be taken lightly. Although the oil was so readily available for all to acquire and use, when used to anoint someone or even something, it brought great promise and blessing. It's in the same manner the Holy Spirit is so freely available for us today. So easy to access. And it's even more abundant than any olive oil plant that you could ever see. It has a never-ending flow. So let's not miss the opportunity to receive this anointing. You see, the same way that a car we talked about earlier, time to time it needs an oil Change, top up, maybe ten or 20,000 Ks. Or in the same way your skin needs oil to replenish, bring moisture and nourishment to it. This renewal of oil, the fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit is something that we need to be sure that our lives don't lose their effectiveness in the work of the kingdom. Like an oil lamp that constantly needs to be fulfilled. Like an oil lamp that constantly needs to be filled. You know the lamps I'm talking about right? Yeah. <laughs> the old oil lamps. Actually my wife reminded me of a song last night while I was just bouncing ideas off her. Give me oil in my lamp, you remember? It? Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Keep me burning to the break of day. You see without the oil the flame dies out. And I say that to say this, without the Holy Spirit continually filling your lamps with fresh oil, we will not be able to burn as the light that God has called us to be in the darkness that He has called us to invade. Let me say that again. Without the Holy Spirit continually filling our lamps with fresh oil, we will not be able to burn as the light that God has called us to be in the darkness that He has called us to invade. If you're wondering why your flame's going out, maybe you need some oil. I'd like to share just one more verse as I come to a close. Um, Can I ask, says, to come up and grab the guitar, please? Just pace softly in the back. Make me sound nice. Luke chapter four, verse 18, "The Spirit of the Lord, oh, in Luke chapter four, verse 18, Jesus is speaking, and he says, "The spirit of the Lord is on me, because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free." This is Jesus speaking to us here. And to truly appreciate what he is saying in this verse, we need to go back and read about what he's just been through. Before Jesus quotes this verse from Isaiah, he has just been through one of the most testing times of his life, already full of the Holy Spirit. When he was baptized by John, he was taken into the wilderness for 40 days. Without food to be tested by Satan, And after coming back, he then chooses now to say that I've been anointed. He chooses now in the synagogue to say that the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. He's just come through the desert. He has anointed me, he says. He's anointed me. He anointed me before I went to the desert, and I am still anointed after I've come back. I mean, the guy was in the desert, pushed to his limits, physically, emotionally, and otherwise. Yet he comes back from that to say that the Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free. This says one thing to me. Once you have been anointed with the Holy Spirit, there is no one, there is no test, there is no demon, whether in hell or on earth, that can take that anointing from you. From the moment He chose you, He set you aside for Himself. And sometimes we just need a reminder of that. Can I ask us to stand? To get you to close your eyes. And you might not be comfortable with it, but I'm going to ask you to raise your hands. Father, we need your anointing. Holy Spirit, we need your anointing in this house today. Would you give them the fruit of your lips? Lord, we need your anointing here. We need your anointing. We need that fresh oil that only comes from on high, dear Now, I don't know what desert you've come through. I don't know the week you've come through. But I do know that there is anointing oil ready and waiting for you here today. the anointing all of the Holy Spirit wishes to pour himself upon you. Would you let him? Would you let him? Your heart's beating. It's for a good reason. If it's beating, it's for a good reason. I ask you if you would like the fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit upon your life right now. Would you take a step and make your way up to the front here? The people here would love to pray for you. Oh, anointing Holy Spirit, would you move in this house today? again if you would like. It's not that there's something special about being up here. It's about you making the decision that you want a fresh anointing of oil upon your life. You want a fresh presence of the Holy Spirit in your being, in your soul and you can't live without it, my friends. I tell you today, you cannot live without this anointing. Spirit.